out there to all people, and the living dead, finally. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that would look amazing with a mullet, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing great, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm doing swell. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, how was your week, Cortland? Oh, man, going right into it. Yeah, pretty interesting, right? I gotta say, we haven't talked for a week. You had to take last week off. Um... Yeah. I'm doing okay. It was a really boring week, and I struggled to think of anything interesting that happened. It fucking snowed, I guess, but, like, who cares about oh, yeah? that? It's, That's pretty interesting. It's, like, mid-March, and I woke up, and it was, like, boom, snow again, and I was like, God fucking damn it. It doesn't end. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's ever gonna end, so I had to shovel the driveway again, and I was like, oh, my God, it better be the last fucking time I gotta shovel this goddamn driveway. Yeah, well, to continue with the weather chat. Who loves weather? Everybody is. Uh. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was raining and flooding here. Still, like, still flooding. Crazy. Yeah, the water is still pretty high, but it's going down now because it stopped raining yesterday after raining nonstop for like two weeks. And I mowed my lawn today. Yeah. Uh, for the first time in weeks. Was it just was overgrown? Just... Oh, it was a forest. Oh my god! Okay, I I needed I needed like a machete to clear it before going in with the lawnmower. <laughs> It took so long. Ugh, nightmares. Right Cortland, there. I found so many spiders. Well, that's because they were just chilling out in your yard. Like, hey, this guy doesn't cut his yard. I'm gonna live here yeah. and collect all the bugs. They claimed stuff. it. They were like, "This is pretty sweet." Oh my god! Did you like? And then I was like, "No, claiming it back for the human race." Did you see the spiders, or did you just like mow their webbings? Um, I saw them, and I mostly tried to mow around them. Give them a little. Okay, so your your yard is patchy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, I mowed like a two by two square because everything else was spiders. Oh my god. Well, hey, you know what? I appreciate that you're there for the spiders. You know. Hey, somebody. I'm a spider be. ally. You are. You are the spider man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. You know, I gotta ask Brandon, I don't really talk about this, but how do your kids feel about the spiders? Are they just like, eh? Or are they like, holy shit? Um, they're either like, eh, or they're like, whoa, cool, spiders. So you're just sitting there screaming, and they're just like, whoa, whoa, this spider's dope as hell, dad. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm not really screaming, because oh. I like spiders. <laughs> I like spiders, too. Um, I haven't posted the last spider pic that you sent of of the what I know I know I'm gonna work on it today I know I promise. Oh my god! While I was mowing the lawn, and every time I saw a spider, I was like, "Oh, I should get get out my camera and take a pic for Cortland." Yeah, but but then you'd have to restart your lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only work. thing that stopped me. And now I know that it would have been a waste of time because you just be would have looked at him and been like, ah, "Recycle bin." I saved it. Like I have one. I, I'm gonna I probably post it today where I'm gonna compare Australia to. Um, to where i live and it's gonna be snowy on my end and i'm gonna be pissed and it's gonna be spiders and tropicalness on your end and it's gonna be yeah, great raining snow there raining spiders here yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much oh man i i didn't do jack shit this week brandon it's been it's been a boring boring week this week that sounds fine i know it's, that sounds nice i know i know i feel like this episode is only gonna be like five minutes though if we don't talk about something so my son he's been playing a lot of beat saber on on his vr because he still really likes that vr so much even though vr is cool yeah even after that traumatic thing that happened during calling all creeps (laughs) scared from the monster yes i feel like the reaction to vr is either like 
I'm super way into VR or it's like, huh, that's neat. Yeah. There's no one who's just like, you know, I'll play some VR now and then. No, you either love it or you like, eh. but he's been playing Beat Saber. I, I sent you a video. It was playing a song on like Expert or something. And I'm just like, I know. Oh my God. It's like amazing. Seven years old. Fucking smacking shit with a virtual lightsaber. Give him some real lightsabers. Like, he could be the chosen one. I thought about making him a YouTube channel, because I think he'd really like that, but I also don't want to do that. Yeah, I could see the pros and cons of that. That's a little bit like extortion, I feel, right? That's the word, right? (laughs) (laughs) Child labor laws. You're just in the background, like, hurry up, get those numbers out. He's going to be like, I'm bored of playing, and I'll be like, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) React more. Chase the algorithm. Yeah, so I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah, well, he'll start his own someday. Right. He doesn't need you. I know. All right, I guess we should talk about this episode, Hey. Yeah, I know, right? I've been hanging on a cliffhanger for two weeks now. We are talking about Welcome to Did House Part 2. Welcome to Didouse. (laughs) Welcome welcome to Deader House. Cortland. What? We kind of got some zombies in this episode. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, zombies, zombies with like a tiny little asterisk, but I'm going to say right, right. we finally got our zombies. We did. These are like the traditional, I'm going to fucking eat you zombies, you know? Yes. We've had, um, how many zombies have we had so far? We had the one from the Tale of the Reanimator, which was just kind of like a dumb, dumb zombie. Mm-hmm. And we had some some dice. What else have we had? <laughs> that was it, right? I mean, it depends on how far you stretch the definition. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> I mean, mummies are basically like if zombies. If it's just the living dead, then yeah, mummies, uh, possibly vampires. Yeah, these are like... Skeletons? These are, have we had skeletons? I mean, there was a skeleton in uh, The Tale of Dark Music for a second there. He was like, oh, yeah, remember? <laughs> yeah, awesome. but he was also kind of just an illusion. True, true, true. Yeah, this is probably the first, like, real zombie that I wanted. And they did it great, Brandon. I think this episode's incredible. I think they did a really good job. Like, they talk and they kind of, you know, are basically humans. But it's just, it's so threatening. This episode, like I said the last time, like, this is the most Are You Afraid of the Dark episode of Goosebumps that we've ever had, I think. And um, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah, I agree with you. The casting Um, is still fantastic. The setting is inc- is incredible. I mean, it gives me that Resident Evil vibe. Plus, people just bust out of everywhere, and it's crazy. This family is, like, actually in danger. Yes. Like, they could have died very easily. Yeah, the only thing, Brandon, like, I don't think this is spoiling anything by any means. There's just some weird consistencies with, like, the, the zombie's weakness, you know? Mm-hmm. So the zombies don't like sunlight, like, so they're kind of like yes. vampires in that way, which is fine. But... We just saw last episode that, I mean, spoilers, pretty much everybody's a zombie that's not the main family. I don't think that's that much of a spoiler. But, like, all of the kids being outside and then sunlight being their enemy, or the weakness, like, I don't really get that. Yeah, um, it's a very similar problem that I had with Twilight. And you mm. know what? I had I had many issues with Twilight. We've <laughs> been over this. I had <laughs> one <laughs> issue with Twilight, and it was <laughs> it was a masterpiece, except for this one thing. Uh, yeah, like to me, sunlight is like daytime. Yeah, like 
if you're, you know, killed by sunlight, then going out in daytime at all is like deadly. Right. But in t- in Twilight and in this, it has to be like a sunbeam, like fucking the Lion King on Pride Rock mm-hmm. shining directly on you. Yes. Um. No. I mean, it kind of makes it work. I get the setting. It's probably a little bit easier in the book because this place is called like Shady Falls or whatever. So I get that it's overcast, you know, 99% of the time and... They wear floppy hats so that they don't get their little heads. You know, they must be bald. They got a bald spot on top. They don't want to get their head sunburned. I get it. I'm there with you guys. Mm. But, I don't know. It's just a little... It didn't really translate well into um, the episode format. I'm sure it was a lot easier to imagine in the book. But, yeah, but that's just fine. Be like, it's crazy dark all the time. Trust me. Yeah, and you know what? It's fine. Like, that's a, that's a complaint I have, I guess. But it doesn't detract from the episode at all, in my opinion. No. Good episode. Let's talk about it. Okay. From the top. Yes. Well, from the middle. <laughs> <laughs> from the top of the middle. <laughs> so the episode begins at night. Amanda is in her bed, sleeping, and clutching a teddy bear tightly for protection. I I want to say, Brandon, not to just like interject already, but I forgot to mention this in the first episode. I did not expect Amanda to be the main character. I thought for sure it was going to be Josh, because Amanda's a, a bit older. She's probably like, what, 15-ish and josh is like 11 which is prime goosebumps age yeah like you would expect josh to be the main character and having all these crazy adventures with his stupid dog pd who barks at everybody and everything and Mm -hmm. hates everybody um but no it's amanda really it focuses a lot more on amanda yeah the first episode like definitely i mean intentionally or unintentionally i don't know sets it up for him to be the main character like amanda doesn't speak until like two or three minutes into the episode after josh is like i hate this i don't want to move this sucks yeah and then amanda's like shut up josh i'm the star amanda's like i'm taking over next up roseanne (laughs) yeah but uh i think she's great me too like everybody did great job in this episode so back to the episode that creepy closet in amanda's room begins to open again And you can hear some heavy breathing. Mm -hmm. Then, a hand just straight up fucking punches through the wall. Yeah, Dad stapling on that (laughs) tiniest, thinnest sheet of drywall and (laughs) gets punched through immediately. Bob Vila put in so much work. (laughs) And it just gets... (laughs) I'd be so mad. Like, I bought that drywall and then a fucking hand punches through it. Like a Kool-Aid man goes, oh, yeah, punches through. Oh, no, not this old house. (laughs) Amanda bolts awake and she rallies the whole family to come see that the house is full of dead people and that she isn't crazy. Mm -hmm. But of course, when they all go to check, there's no one there and she looks crazy. Yeah, except for the part where there's that fucking hole in the drywall. But we'll get to that (laughs) in a second. (laughs) Amanda charges forward to open the closet door. And as soon as she does, something falls, and there's like a jump scare musical sting. But before we can even be scared, Josh quickly says, Oh, it's just some junk. (laughs) Thanks, Josh. Dad walks into the closet and turns on the light. He says, Oh, shit, there's a new hole in my beautifully fixed wall. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) It's not even 12 hours old. I took 30 seconds to fix this. Petey the dog snatches something from the ground and runs away. But instead of just, like, shrugging their shoulders, the whole family is screaming, <laughs> Oh my god, Petey, what do you have? What is it? Petey's the kind of dog that fucking eats everything, so instead of eating, like, you know, the mound of Play-Doh, 
They're like, not going to deal with the consequences of that this time. Let's go get him before he swallows it. <laughs> Let's get him before he gets us. <laughs> yeah. They t- more much more concerned about this dog than the fucking punched hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, what do you have, Petey? Is that a sock? It could be a sock. Let's go. Oh my god, dude. So, uh, remember a couple of years ago we adopted a dog from a shelter? Yes. She... Uh, one time she swallowed an entire sock and then she barfed it up without us knowing oh every stage of that sounds horrible for everyone involved yeah we like looked at the puke pile and was like this is a full ass sock in here (laughs) (laughs) so you know what i i'm on the family side i would be like what the fuck you got your mouth though you don't want to clean that up we don't there's no vet in fucking shady oaks or whatever the hell we are (laughs) nasty acres when the family finds the dog he's whimpering under a coffee table amanda slowly approaches Petey and snatches the object from him it's a newspaper mom says that it's old as hell and dad reads the headline he says accident at chemical factory kills workers (laughs) hey he's like half asleep still yeah he sounds drunk though i'm not adding that for a fact that's exactly how he sounds it is as dad reads the headline it transitions to the next day as he's holding the paper in the realtor's face beautiful transition reminds me of are you afraid of the dark loved it who directed this fuck i don't know brandon hold on i got the imdb sometimes we actually take notice pretty much only when it's ron oliver william fruitt okay what else did he direct? Hold on, let's just yeah, look really quick. let's check quick. his other credits. He directed The Egg Factory in 2008, so obviously Sick. great stuff. Uh, Animorphs, four episodes of Animorphs, six episodes All of right. Poltergeist to Legacy, so 27 episodes of Goosebumps. The Master. Yeah. Welcome to, oh, he uh, directed Stay Out of the Basement, so I guess he was kind of on like those hour-long ones. Okay. The spooky hour-long ones. Yeah. Ooh, he has two acting credits. I gotta see. A Remnant of Harry and Drylander in 1962. Okay. What the hell? I don't know. Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dad is demanding answers from Mr. Dawes. And Mr. Dawes is like, it was three years ago. Water <laughs> under the bridge, baby. Nothing happened three years ago. <laughs> don't even worry about it. I love where mom was like, this is an ancient relic of the past. And three years ago, like, whatever. <laughs> It's it's not even as old as that suntan lotion that the kids found in my area's adventure. Yeah, seriously, you're right. Mom would have been like, what is this ancient fucking treasure found in this garage? It should be in a museum. And then she would put it on her face and she'd be like, I'm a dog. <laughs> I'm all fully. Oh. <laughs> I love Rockadoodle. Great movie. We should review that next. Yes. No, I don't Please. want to give anybody ideas. I'm taking that out. Please. <laughs> we're back dinosaur story and rockadoodle then the blank check episode we oh could go on and on dad keeps going on about the possible dangers of leaked chemicals and pollution but mr dawes says nah we checked that stuff out we good oh thank god dad tells the man that he should have at least told them about it and mr dawes kind of agrees saying perhaps i should have well gotta go yeah he's like we scoop <laughs> that up into a water cooler it's all good bye <laughs> Ah, uh, Mr. Dawes is cool. He's something. <laughs> he makes house calls and then leaves <laughs> he abruptly. He seems very trust- <laughs> trustworthy. 
Yeah, he's like part of the house, and <laughs> it was him that punched through the wall. I think. <laughs> Later on, Amanda is on the front porch writing a letter. Oh, man. She's such a colonial-aged woman, yes. She is. This is like the second letter she's written, right? I mean, internet was invented. There was email, I think, right? Yeah, but not not in, like, dark peaks or whatever. Yeah, they don't have any any fucking internet service provider that goes in their area. (laughs) Hell no. AOL is like, we'll go everywhere except for Dark Falls. They're like, we're getting electricity in the next ten years. (laughs) (laughs) after that who knows so the neighborhood girl karen thurston comes and plops down next to her you remember her yeah she's got pigtails agnes's daughter no wait no she's got braided pigtails she asks amanda if she's all right and amanda says yeah i just wish we just picked a different house to live in karen tells her yeah "Yeah." i felt the same way when i moved in oh shit (laughs) amanda's like hold up you lived in here too (laughs) And Karen says, er, um, no, I meant, uh, my house. Yeah, that's it. Nice save, yep. (laughs) It's then that Karen looks up in the sky and sees the sun is coming out from behind the clouds. Oh, shit. She quickly puts on a bowler hat and asks if they can move this conversation inside. Yeah, see? She knows the idea. Remember, you got sunburned a couple of weeks ago. You should have put your bowler hat on. I know, I could have used a bowler hat. (laughs) Can I just say, Cortland, yeah. I think fedoras are cool, and I wish they weren't <gasps> ruined by... I'm not gonna lie, Brandon. Not I think fedoras cool are cool, too. I don't have one, but... I mean, I, can't I wouldn't wear it with, like, a dragon t-shirt from Kmart or whatever, but I think, you know, with a nice suit, they they are very fetching. <laughs> Hot take, Brandon, but I agree. <laughs> Alright, back to the story. Um, When they're inside... Karen looks around for half a second before her eyes snap to the framed garbage wreath hanging over the fireplace. Oh, mine would too. She asks, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And Amanda tells her... (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And Amanda tells her that it's meant to bring them good luck and protect them from evil. Then we quickly cut to Josh, who's calling out for Petey, but the dog isn't coming. Then we're snapped back to Amanda... She is opening up to Karen, telling her that the real reason that she's not feeling so great is that she's been seeing people trying to get into their house. Spooky. That is spooky. Karen says, why would anyone want to do that? But kind of half-heartedly, because she really can't keep her eyes off that garbage wreath. I love it. Yeah, her, her mom, everybody's just like that fucking mm-hmm. ugly-ass wreath. It's the only <laughs> thing you have up in your house. Get Fuck rid of it. And I agree. It's literally it's like the only thing... <laughs> They, they moved into a new house, and they're like, all right, let's put up the wreath. Now let's take a break. <laughs> For a couple of days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. The, the direction of acting for it is like, because she's, she's talking to um, Amanda a bit, and she's got her eyes on that wreath, and it's great. Mm-hmm. She finally tells Amanda, look, I don't want to scare you even more, but that pile of trash above your fireplace is freaking me out. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh. <laughs> It is ugly. <laughs> but we've, we've been over this. I know. Let's talk about it again. Let's get in an infinite loop of how ugly this fucking reef is. It will come up again. <laughs> I promise you. Outside, Josh is still looking around for old Petey. He sees something off camera, and then we cut back to the gals. <laughs> Amanda is asking Karen to explain herself about the reef. Karen says that she can't explain it, 
but sometimes things just give you a bad feeling. And then she explains that it's like in a horror movie mm-hmm. where a family brings mm-hmm. something into an old house and then bad things start to happen. Can you give me a, an example? <laughs> what bad horror movie is that? Uh, I don't I don't know about bringing an item. I can think about, you know, just being there in the house and like ghosts don't like that. Or if it's an ancient in- Indian burial ground. Yeah. I don't think that... Uh... What was her name? Thurston Hooling. What was her name? Karen. I don't think Karen is talking about any movies that exist. She's bullshitting Amanda right now. I don't know. I think she's just trying to help. You're right. She's help a sweetie. Herself. <gasps> she wants that wreath for herself. She would. <laughs> it would look great in our house. We've got nothing in it. <laughs> Amanda goes, huh. Now that you mention it, a whole bunch of freaky stuff happened just after we hung that thing. To and be Karen fair, tends to act surprised. To be but. fair, though, a bunch of freaky shit happened the moment you entered this home. I don't think it's the wreath's problem. Like, remember that one time when the reef wasn't even up yet, and that dude was sleeping in your room? Hmm. Now that you mention it, that <laughs> was kind of weird. <laughs> it's the reef. <laughs> yeah. He was so sleepy because... Because that wreath was in that Because box. he could sense the wreath was coming. He's like, I gotta get some rest. I don't want to miss it. Karen pretends to act surprised and casually suggests that maybe she could, like, get rid of the wreath, maybe? Kind of? Yeah. I don't know. Just some casual manipulation. Whatever. <laughs> Just then, Josh busts into the house to yell at all the family that Petey is gone. So they run outside to look at a hole in the fence. Meanwhile... Karen stares at them all, looking absolutely suspicious. Love it. She does a great job at looking. <laughs> yes, looking at wreaths and looking at families. Like she she's got some great it. looks. Nailed it. Could have a montage of Karen looks. Hmm, that's a thing I think already. <laughs> <laughs> Josh demands that they look for the dog, but Mom says, "I invited Karen's parents for lunch. They'll be here any minute." Oh, shit. Dad agrees that this lunch is top priority. <laughs> Fuck and he the says dog. They'll look later. <laughs> Fuck the dog. We got to eat. <laughs> getting flashbacks of um, monster blood here. <laughs> I thought the same thing, except for the kid actually wants to find the dog in this one. Yeah, he loves Petey, even though Petey hates him and everything. <laughs> like, at least Trigger yes. likes it. Uh, whatever the fuck his name was. You liked him for some reason, but... uh... Yeah, (laughs) true. And then to to thank him, he stuffed him in the cargo hold of a plane. (laughs) And forgot forgot about about him. him. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Not the best dog owners in this show. No, but Welcome to Dead House has really stepped it up. Yeah, so Josh isn't having any of that shit, and he says, I'm finding my dog. And he runs through the hole in the fence. Amanda agrees with him. And Dad shrugs his shoulders like, But what about the lunch with total strangers? The kids run through the woods looking for Petey. And the camera closes in on a dog collar that the kids just walk over, but they don't see it. You would think that they would see it, because it doesn't matter, you know. I mean, it's like bright blue in an all-brown area. But, yeah, it doesn't matter. But we get the searching for Petey side quest. That lasts quite a bit of the episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Josh and his mullet run ahead, calling out Petey's name, (laughs) but he gets no response. 
They keep calling out a whole bunch. Then Amanda says, We better find him soon. I don't like it here in these woods. You don't like it anywhere, though. No. This whole no, town she fucking likes it back sucks. in her old house with her old friends. Maybe if she writes them enough letters, they'll come and visit. They're not getting any of those letters. <laughs> true, true. Suddenly, they hear a dog whimpering somewhere close by. They look and see a dog that looks an awful lot like Petey. When they call out to the dog, though, it just stands there looking at them. Mm-hmm. After they take a few steps forward and call out to him, the dog runs away. They give chase, but the dog wants nothing to do with them, and even growls at them when they get too close. Yeah, that's That weird. was the only part that made me think, like, maybe that is Petey. I th- it is Petey. He's, he's, like, starting to bark. <sighs> oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But, but I was like, uh, maybe this is some kind of pod person, Petey. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he barks at things, so... That's our boy. They don't give up the chase, though, and they follow the dog until they end up at the gates of the Dark Falls Cemetery. Awesome. Okay. Amanda is spooked and wants to go back and wait for Mom and Dad. But Josh says, fuck that. We gotta get Petey now. Mm -hmm. And he pushes his way inside the gate. Amanda reluctantly follows him, and we see from a distance that Ray, the (gasps) mysterious house invader from last episode, is watching them. With his barbershop quartet hat on, yeah. (laughs) Where do they get these hats? They're all just so random. This is what Dark Falls is known for, is weird fucking hats. Bowler hats, barbershop quartet hats, sombreros probably, I don't know, rice paddy hats. It's it's crazy. Do you think the Jamiroquai guy came from (laughs) Dark Falls? (laughs) Most definitely. (laughs) Most def. Hat Central USA or Canada. I don't know where we're at. Probably Canada. Definitely Canada. <laughs> Doesn't matter what R.L. Stein says. This is Canada now. <laughs> yeah. Josh was like, ooh, loonies. <laughs> Last episode. <laughs> the kids make their way through the graveyard, calling out for their dog more, until they hear some other voices coming from the distance. They crouch yeah, okay. and sneak their way closer for a better look. And they find a big group of people having a secret meeting. Yep, in the cemetery. We hear someone say, You all know the rules. No meeting during daytime hours. So then why are they having one? Someone else says, It couldn't wait. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's why, Cortland. It just couldn't wait. Couldn't do it. That's all risk certain death. (laughs) Because we can't call each other on the telephone? No. All right. Another voice says, I told you, we should have done it right when they got here. And then the first original voice says, But we couldn't. No one expected this. Now we have a problem. The kids finally get into a good position to see the group of people. And we see that they're all very gray-skinned. Yeah. The leader of the meeting says, I understand. We all need to feed. I know time is short, but soon we'll all get to eat. One of the other people says, Look at me. I don't have any time. I need to feed now. Look at this face. I'm hungry. <laughs> don't they know? Look at this beautiful face. The Benson family is Can't having keep a... up these good looks. <laughs> Why don't they all get invited to the Benson families for lunch then? That's what I'm saying. They could all be there eating. They'd Finger have sandwiches. Little cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> Because you know Rick Astley nice lemonade. is making like, cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> oh, you know Rick's bringing, bringing the best. <laughs> the leader assures the hungry man that by sunset, they'll all get some num-nums. Nice. Amanda and Josh look at each other wide-eyed, 
Then, one of them breaks a twig. It makes a loud snapping sound, and all the gray-skinned people turn to look in their direction. The kids start to back away slowly, but one of the people says, Don't go! We need you! Oh my god. This episode went from like 0 to 100 real quick. Yeah, it kind of did. But it needed to, because like the episode's almost over now. <laughs> yeah, we've already been here for and like They wasted minutes. a whole first part being like, maybe there's people in the house? Nah, but maybe? Nah. <laughs> Here's a physical person, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids run, of course, but the mob gives chase. They don't get very far before they bump into Ray and his gang of youths. But now... We see that his skin is gray with dark circles around his eyes like all the others. Oh, shit. He says, Remember me? I was the Watcher. I lived in your house. Your room was my room. Holy shit. He explains, Before I died, they needed my blood to survive. The gang of zombies, because that's what they are. Yeah, they're zombies. Catch up to the kids, and one of them says, And now we need your blood. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. You don't feel a thing. That's reassuring. (laughs) The hungry zombie from before puts his hand on Amanda, but just then, a ray of sunlight bursts through the clouds and sizzles his hand in a puff of smoke. (laughs) That's exactly right, yeah. (laughs) He yells out in pain, and the kids take this opportunity to get the hell out. Oh my gosh. Okay. They make it to the gate with the monsters just behind them. Josh slips through easily, but Amanda gets stuck. Josh just sort of stands there as Amanda yells out, being grabbed by the zombies. Mm -hmm. It's great. Then his eyes get goes black, and we cut to commercial. (laughs) Yeah, the zombie grabs her. She falls to the ground, and Josh just like opens his eyes wider and watches. (laughs) She's screaming, and the zombies all like. And he's like, I'll watch you die, but I ain't helping. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your lost little dog. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we've got. We're just we're so thankful for you spending some time with us. You can get instant early access to ad-free episodes for as little as a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash private island. Higher tiers get other goodies like stickers, t-shirts, and more. Check it out. Become a patron today. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch, Sarah, and Redemption, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, Gerilyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, and Matt, and the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I really appreciate it. You can always find us on Twitter at PRVT Island and on Instagram at Private Island Presents, where we post a lot of content for every single episode that we cover, from handmade gifts and memes to videos, pictures, and more. You can join us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern for live watch parties over on our Instagram. Hang out with me live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. Usually I'm playing some Dead by Daylight, so you can watch me kill people, get killed. It's a fun time. It's that time of the season, which is season wrap-up time. Have you got any questions that you'd like to ask us? Send them our way through social media, or you can email them to us at privateislandpresents at gmail.com. We love the Ask Us Anything section of our show, and I cannot wait to answer some of your questions. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed Welcome to Dead House just as much as I did. And for now, I'll let you get back to the show. So I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. When we come back from commercial, we're now back at the family home, where mom and dad are hosting the Thurston family. Good, I was hoping. I was wondering what they were doing, you know, especially during the action. (laughs) I thought the same thing. (laughs) Mr. Thurston stares blankly forward while Agnes makes small chit-chat. And with that pointless scene out of the way, we're back to the cemetery where Amanda is being grabbed by a horde of zombies. Josh finally jumps in and starts beating at all the hands reaching out for her. I know, they're like grabbing his mullet a little bit and everything. (laughs) That's why you don't have a mullet. No. It's just zombie handles, people. First rule of the apocalypse is to get rid of that mullet. (laughs) Yes, it's like the no capes rules for superheroes. Mm -hmm. Now we're back at home again, and Agnes makes a comment about the weather. Mom says, lunch will be ready soon. Just putting the dill flakes on the cucumber sandwiches. With that pointless scene out of the way, we go back to the cemetery where Josh and Amanda run by the fence, narrowly avoiding the hands reaching out for them. Perfection. This is exactly what I want. Yes. Then we're back at home again because it's constantly going back and forth for them. Brandon, I gotta stop you for a second here. So one of the zombies that's in the cemetery is that girl that appeared at Amanda's bedside and was like, go back before it's too late right you know i didn't notice that she is definitely one of them because she's got the umbrella why is she there now like she was warning amanda and now she's like fucking num nums over here i'm hungry i completely forgot entirely about that person and i forgot that that wasn't just some weird ghost that she imagined yeah she's definitely there yeah, someone was trying to warn her, and that never comes up again. No, Spoilers. doesn't come up again, and then afterwards she actively wants to kill the family. So, <laughs> yes. I don't know what her motives are. <laughs> I mean, things change when you get hungry. Oh, yes, you're right. Everybody's just really hangry. Yeah, this is a Snickers commercial, this whole fucking thing. <laughs> At home, Karen says, I wish Amanda was back here. Me too. And Dad yells to Mom, I think they're going to miss the meal. So wait for that. Back to Amanda. <laughs> no, everyone's under. <laughs> Everybody like a is angry. <laughs> Dad's like, I think I'm going to have to b- drink some blood of the innocent. <laughs> I'm just getting too hungry. Back to Amanda and Josh fighting for their lives. They're running through the woods before Amanda says, "Stop! I don't know where we are." Mm-hmm. I remember Which, this from Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. It's kind of a weird thing to say, though, because they're they're in the woods that they've never been in before, so she's never known where they are. Oh, it's a horrible point. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get lost, for sure. Well, at least they're not in a cornfield. Back at home, Karen says, I hope they're okay. And Dad mm-hmm. says, oh, they're okay. Cut to Amanda and Josh running from bloodthirsty monsters. <laughs> As very dramatic music plays. Yeah. Then we're back at home, and there's no music. Dad says, it's not like they're out in a big city. It's Dark Falls, remember? And Agnes does a polite little giggle. 
An all-knowing, polite giggle. Then we cut to the kids, and they've managed to make it back home somehow. But they have to dodge a single zombie that is just hanging out in front of their house before they run through the door. Yep. Don't know where he came from, but alright. Josh and Amanda start grabbing things to barricade the door. They look out the front window, and it's so warming with zombies. Mm-hmm. Love it. Dad asks, what's the hubba? And Josh says that there's a bunch of dead people running around. Mom tells him, that ain't funny. Rick Astley's like, this is ridiculous now, kids. <laughs> Listen to old Rick. If my kid was like, hey, there's zombies, I'd be like, oh, fuck! <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, whether I believed them or not, I would be like, would, oh, fuck! I would instantly believe the them. Yes, I would instantly believe them and at least look at it. You know, let's, let's I've been training for this for years. <laughs> Mr. Thurston finally moves now, standing up and saying, They're not joking. Quick, lock the doors and windows. Dad wants to know what this is all about, and Agnes says, Oh, it's the walking dead. (laughs) I love how casually she says that. Pretty great, yeah. Agnes is great. Mr. Thurston explains, There was an accident at the chemical plant. All those that were contaminated became the living dead. And Karen adds, now they need the fresh blood of the living. Thanks, Karen. I'm glad that you know the zombie lore and failed to mention it in every interaction you've had with this family. Yeah. Almost like, like oh yeah, planned. that zombie thing. Mom yells, has everyone gone crazy? And Karen tells her to look out the window and check for herself. Mm-hmm. So, mom does, and sure enough, it's Zombieville. <laughs> the zombie's just like, moan at the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Agnes says that she thought that the zombies were all gone, but Mr. Thurston says something must have brought them back. What could it have been? That's when Amanda realizes it must be that hideous wreath. Of all things, it's the wreath. It's not us moving into this neighborhood or anything. No, it's gotta be the wreath. Mom is like, no, not my wreath. Dad says, I always hated that thing. It's coming down. Fucking hated that wreath. (laughs) Gives me a reason to destroy it. He could have gotten rid of it long ago. There's zombies banging on every window and door in the house as mom grabs the wreath and chucks it into the fire. The Thurstons all exchange glances and the banging stops as the zombies all leave the windows. Yeah, interesting. Josh says, they're gone. But then, like literally a second later, they all come back and better than ever. (laughs) I think, okay, so when I first watched it, I was like, that's weird, you know, because, like, how would they know or whatever? But I'm assuming, like, this good luck charm gives off, like, a powerful enough aura or whatever that it, like, momentarily was like, holy shit, it's gone now. Let's just get into it, you know? Yeah, it, like, blasted him back. Agnes does a slightly less polite laugh and says, you thought that little thing would keep you safe? Well, you were right. If it hadn't been for that annoying little wreath... We would have fed when you first moved in. Yeah. Damn. What a heel turn. Even though she was obviously evil from the beginning. I no, love it. she hit it well, though. I mean, if you were an unsuspecting family member. She hit it well from the Thurstons, but, I mean, from the, what is their name? Benson's? The Billingsbees? I don't remember. She from hit Bob it Ross. well from the... <laughs> <laughs> I have to check now. Okay, the Bensons, yes. Yeah. She hit it well from the Bensons, but... You know, it's, at, it's from the audience perspective, I was like, come on, Agnes. But still a pretty good um, plot twist, I think, you know? 
I think so too, yes. It was very well done. The zombies start bursting in through the windows now, throwing the barricades to the side. And this is like when it's like prime zombie movie. Like It's very... It's so good. Yeah. It's very classic, like Romero zombie horde. The camera closes in right on Karen's face and she says, Don't fight us, Amanda. Let us feed. Then we can be best friends. Yay! Silver lining. <laughs> the family is surrounded now and Karen tells them, After we feed, a new family will move in right after you. Agnes says, Mr. Dawes is a real good salesman. And then she does an amazing I'm not even going to try to imitate it. It'll just be plopped right in here. That's great. This episode, like I said, ramps up right to 100. So good. Mm -hmm. Dad tells his family, quick, run up the stairs. When they're upstairs, Amanda says, I don't get it. Why did they have us block the windows if they were trying to get in? Mm-hmm. Josh question. adds, what are they trying to keep out? The leader of the zombies, the mayor from the meeting in the woods, gets to the top of the stairs and says, well, here we all are. But then the extra hungry zombie from before <laughs> bursts through the wall like the fucking Kool-Aid man to say, yes. no speeches, mayor, it's time to eat. <laughs> Holy shit. So good. That was cool. So good. <laughs> Oh, Dad says, quick, up the stairs again. More, up, more stairs. Josh picks up a flower vase and smashes it into the wave of zombies, but to zero effect. Mm -hmm. Ray shows up out of nowhere to say, hey, Josh, maybe after we eat you, we can play some ball together. Nice. (laughs) As they're running up the stairs, zombies burst through the stairs and grab at their feet. What the fuck is this house made out of? (laughs) Graham crackers? It's made out of the same stuff Dad repaired the wall with. It's just like (laughs) construction paper. I love it. I I love... It's all they have. This, like, uh, it really kind of, I don't want to say comes full circle, but, like, it just shows how many secret things are in this house that zombies are just like moving through the walls and everything it's great although i don't really understand how dad didn't see any of these secret passageways but whatever yeah he's bob vila but he's not like you know a house guy (laughs) he's bob vila bob vila stapled a thin sheet of drywall over a hole and called it good (laughs) yeah he's sam's choice bob vila They manage to wrestle free and get to the top of the stairs, where Dad begins to throw boxes and shit to try to block the way. But it doesn't work, like, at all. The zombies gather at the top of the stairs, and a fresh crop of them busts out of more walls. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) The mayor says, alright, everybody be cool. The hungry zombie will eat first. Amanda looks around and sees a window that's barely boarded up. She loudly says to Josh, hey... Remember when those kids ran away when the sun came out? It's the light. It obliterates them. (laughs) She goes to start pulling planks of wood off, but Karen tells her, Stop it. Don't do it. I really like you. I promise being eaten doesn't hurt. Amanda doesn't listen, and she starts pulling the planks off. Sunlight starts pulling in, and the mayor is like, Everybody cheese it. It's the sun. (laughs) But it's too late for a lot of them, and they sizzle into smoke. Yeah, they just fucking murdered most of the... Well, I guess 
That's not the right <laughs> word, but... No. <laughs> they protected themselves from a bunch yeah. of A majority zombies. of the town. <laughs> Victims of uh, criminal negligence on the part of the chemical plant. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. God, that room probably stinks. <laughs> yeah. Now Dad is urging everyone to run down the stairs, and they run past smoking piles of empty clothes. Raptured, yeah. <laughs> Once they're outside, they pile into the car. Dad tries to start it, but the car isn't starting. Mom is being no help, telling him to just try again. <laughs> Have you tried just doing it? Then Mr. Dawes just appears next to the car window. He says... Is there something you don't like about the house? We can talk about it. <laughs> like, yeah, Mr. the walls Dawes. are made of paper. MVP Please fix right it. There. <laughs> but Dad just casually rolls up the window, <laughs> which is a nice move. The car starts up and they pull out. Mr. Dawes chases the car, yelling, Come back! I need you! I'm hungry! You love it! He says amazing. <laughs> I'm hungry! (laughs) So good. Oh, I love it. I love all the zombies. They're amazing. The screen fades, and now the family are driving down the road. Yeah. Dad chuckles and says, I guess no one wants to stop for lunch? Oh, shut up, Dad. You just lost all of your life. Like, you didn't get any of that stuff that was in the house. No. The one decoration you put up is burnt now. (laughs) Everyone is like, no, Dad, fucking shut up. Let's get to the next town. But now, Mom sees something in the middle of the road. Dad somehow didn't see it, which, you know, doesn't bode well for his driving. Right. And they stop. It's Petey, the dog. Oh, thank God. Yeah, because I was like, hey, are they ever going to get their dog? There's like 30 seconds left in this episode. (laughs) The dog jumps in the car, and everyone is happy and smiling. But then... They all notice a bad smell. Oh, shit. It's gotten into something. Amanda asks, what's wrong with Petey? And we see Petey, and he's getting more and more desaturated (gasps) until he's completely in black and white. What the fuck? Yeah, so the implication there is uh, he's uh, he's one of them. He's a zombie dog. The implication is that he finally has a reason to hate everything. (laughs) Yes. They couldn't get gray makeup on the dog, so they just had to make the video black and white. Yeah, so Petey's a zombie dog. (laughs) Yes, and so, you know, it fades to black because this is the end of the episode proper, but um, I have to imagine the next scene pretty much plays out like Cujo, right? I don't know. I mean, he's not actively sucking their blood or anything, so maybe they just have a zombie dog now. He's going to get hungry for fresh blood. I guess. They can just push him out the door and keep driving, though. I guess, but, like, a a dog, like, an aggressive, hungry dog can do some damage to four people in an enclosed space. True. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Things could either be okay with a fun little zombie pet, or it could be a bloodbath. I choose to believe that they just have a sweet zombie dog now. I mean, that would be nice. Think of they the just benefits. have a black and white dog. <laughs> black and white dog, though. <laughs> yeah, talk of the town right there. He can't go out in sunlight anymore, maybe, but that's okay. Yeah, he'd sizzle to smoke, but other than that. <laughs> well, now we fade back in 
to <gasps> your boy, R.L. Stein. It's my boy. He's sitting in a chair and talking to a dog. He says, Petey, for a dog, you're a great actor. And you really scared me when you played dead. Uh-huh. We, we zoom in on Petey. And Petey goes black and white again. <laughs> R.L. says, you're acting right now, right? Mm-hmm. Then he looks right at the camera and he says, he's good. <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> so, yeah. R.L. Stein, uh, he's dead now, right? <laughs> he's got mauled by a zombie So dog. either, there's two things that could happen. Either R.L. Stein has a cool zombie dog now, <laughs> or it's a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, with, with zombie Petey licking up every, all the remains. <laughs> like, he's in a chair, and, he, you know, he's not a young man. It'll take him a little while to get out of that chair. It takes me a while to get out of a chair, so. Yeah, so that dog's <laughs> gonna make short work of Mr. Stein. <laughs> Uh, this better not be the last time I see R.L. Stein again. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. Really wow. good. Loved, uh, I loved it from start to finish. A little bit slow, but you know what? I don't care. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but this was a really good one, and it was one I was waiting to see for a long time. Yeah. Like, there were some episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark I was super excited for you to see. You know, namely Dark Music, Dead Man's Float, um, Night Shift. Like, those are classic episodes, and... This one gets talked about a lot, and I think it's for a good reason, because it's really good. Really good episode. Yeah. I, re- I wish Are You Afraid of the Dark had done, like, a real zombie episode. That would have been cool. Yeah, if we ever get, like, DJ McHale back on, we should ask him why he didn't do a real zombie episode. I mean, he he did say that they tried to draw from, like, literary sources. Oh, true. Yeah. And there's not really any good zombie literature no sorry yeah, let's, uh, be, let's be real here <laughs> the caliban cove oh my god whatever yeah i mean that's that's fair that's fair so uh yeah i loved it i loved agnes in particular i mm-hmm. think she's the mvp but i think everybody did a really good job me too yeah it was just so like it really layered on like that whole like dread you know, with especially with all the townsfolk being in that house, fucking busting through walls, chasing this family up the stairs where they're kind of trapped in one spot. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I knew what was going to happen because, like, it was very clear what was going to happen, but it was really good. Really good. Yeah. And I am a sucker for, like, the trope of a small town with, like, a dark secret or you know, shady stuff going on, like Twin Peaks, Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hot Fuzz. I, I love that movie. Okay, well, Spoilers. it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, anything like that, I love. So when you moved to Australia, were, were you were were you a little worried that this kind of shit would happen to you? <laughs> the thought did cross my mind. I mean, but, how can I not, um, right? Yeah, it is sunny all the time, so that helps. Oh, Other good, than good, right good. now, of course. but Except for that like torrential downpour of rain you had for like two weeks, but besides that. Yeah, other than that, it's sizzling hot sun, <laughs> so I'm pretty safe. Good shit, Brandon, good shit. Yeah, um, I think we should uh, discuss some of the other actors that made this episode shine. We talked about uh, the main four family members last time. Yeah. Uh, now let's, uh, explore some of these other characters. First, let's start with Mr. Dawes. 
Yeah, really who great actor. played by Ian D. Clark, Love him. who was actually born in England. Hmm. Did he have an accent in this? I don't think so. I don't know. He was really hungry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, Ian started his career in 1976 with a TV, TV series called Teleplay that I've never heard of before. But he was also in an episode of Forever Night. Nice. So that's that's the kind of thing that we care about here. Mm-hmm. He was in an episode of Animorphs. Nice. He was in an epi- he was in a TV movie called The Hunt for the Unicorn Killer. Oh, okay. Which sounds cool, maybe. Yeah, kind of. I'm going to look at it really quick. Account of early 1970s social activist. I, oh, I can't say that name. Murdered his girlfriend, then fled the country. Okay, that's not as cool as That's I not much of a unicorn, but all right. He was also in the movie Black Widow, but not the one you're thinking of. Oh, Marvel. Uh, yep, he's part of the Marvel. in 2005. <laughs> Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and he's still working. He's got movies coming out this year and next year. So, uh, nice. good for him. Next, we have Karen, played by Jessica Gricko. All right. And she started her career in 1996 with an episode of Sci-Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. Perfect. After this Goosebumps episode, the next thing she did was a TV series called Riverdale. But also not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> Say, because that sounds really <laughs> familiar, but oh wait, nope. She was in a movie called How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town. Which okay, uh, that seems odd. is an interesting title. And she's also still working with stuff coming out this year. That's kind of what this episode was all about, was playing an orgy in a small town, wasn't it? A blood orgy, sure. (laughs) Next, we have Agnes Thurston, who's played by Marilyn Smith. And she doesn't have a picture on IMDb, which I think is a shame. It's a crime, really. Yeah. She's got a few credits, uh, 20, which is not bad. She started her career in 1986 with a TV movie called Mafia Princess. Oh, wow. Okay. That might be a Disney movie. I'm not sure. Uh, She was in an episode of the 80s version of The Twilight Zone. Can't wait to watch that. Yeah, someday. She was in the TV movie Harrison Bergeron, which I think is an adaptation of a a Kurt Vonnegut story, which I do want to see. Okay. And her final role, I guess, so far is a 2005 TV series called Puppets Who Kill. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't say on here that she's not with us anymore, so maybe she retired? Yeah, I'm thinking so. Who's to say? We also have Mr. Thurston, who doesn't have a name, played by Frank Pellegrino. Beautiful. And Frank has a good amount of credits. 53. He's in stuff. His career started in 1981, with Firebird 2015 AD, which sounds like a sci-fi movie, but it was 1981, so I don't think so. 2015, it wasn't a long ago. He was in a TV series called Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Nice. Loved it. He was in both Forever Night and Sci-Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. Dang, a double threat. All right. Multiple episodes of Animorphs. (laughs) He played Jeremy. And his most recent role... A TV movie called Mitch Albums for One More Day. Gorgeous name. Yeah. All right. Who else we got? Who else? We we could talk about Ray really quick. He was a little bit more prominent than the others. I guess. It seemed like Ray never did anything (laughs) except exist. But yeah, let's talk about Ray. Ray was played by Mark Merritt, who 
started his career in 1990 with the TV series War of the Worlds. Mm -hmm. Some Canadian thing, I'm sure. Yeah. He was in quite a few things by the name of Tech War. Tech War, Tech War Tech Justice, Tech Lords. I don't know what any of that stuff is. He was also in Harrison Bergeron. Harrison Bergeron. And his final role was an episode of True Crimes, The First 72 Hours. Alright. Well, that's pretty much everybody, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk shit, but nothing exciting there <laughs> from anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. A little bit of a letdown, but that's fine. That's fine. So now, Cortland, now that we've wrapped up the episode, we've seen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We've got a bird's eye view of the story. Love it. What would you say is the moral of Welcome to Dead House? Don't trust your neighbors. Don't even talk to your neighbors. Just ignore them. Oh, They're not God, good. Fuck them. God, neighbors. Ugh. Um, maybe listen to your kids about, well, just about everything uh, in this episode. Like, things would have gone better. You know what, though, Brandon? When they did listen to their kids, it almost killed them. Because Amanda was when? like, burn the only thing protecting us. And they were like, okay, we'll finally listen to you. And then that almost sealed the deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it probably wouldn't have gone too much better if they just left it up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, don't listen to your kids at all. <laughs> don't listen to your neighbors. Don't listen to your kids. Listen to your dog that barks at everything. Yeah. It's, it's the only story. one you can trust. Mm-hmm. Till, you, till you can. Um, wear dope hats all the time because you never know when it might save your life. Yeah. Always have like that bowler hat just in reach. You know, you don't want to get sizzled by the sun. I think this actually is just a really big advertisement for sunscreen. Oh, well, anything to get people to use sunscreen. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you, Brandon, not to change the subject sure. really quick here, but these zombies, do they just kind of get to change into normal people when they want? Or is it a thing where like, oh, I'm getting hungry, so I'm getting like sloppier? So that's probably it, right? I think it's the hunger that kind of drains their humanity i think they get some humanity back for drinking okay i mean i think a lot of people can say that (laughs) (laughs) that's the moral (laughs) all right um welcome to dead house is i mean it's a good title for something Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's the most fitting title for this story in particular well, I do like the fact that like all of these people moved into that house and then they died and then they had to go and buy a new house. So it is kind of a dead house. Yeah, it, it does have some kind of wordplay going on there. Like they turn but you to zombies we... and then they just say, okay, now you got to buy a new house. And you're like, God damn it, I don't even have a job anymore. Maybe if it was welcome to the dead house. Hmm. That was a little bit better. But I don't know. What else you got? Um, Maybe just welcome to Dark Falls. That would be a good but... one. Yeah. It it would be a good one if you know what the story is, but if you're just seeing Welcome to Dark Falls on the, you know, bookshelf. Yeah, I would be more apt to pick up Welcome to Dead House than Welcome to the Dark Falls. Yeah, I guess. I guess that was stupid of me. Stay out of the sunlight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't go into the sunlight. Let's get hungry. Oh my god. Okay, we gotta, we can't just rely my, on other... <laughs> My hungriest adventure. <laughs> we gotta... <laughs> This happens every time. It's just so perfect. <laughs> it came from within the walls. That'd be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie blood. Um. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Moving on. 
uh, Goosebumps, Arl Stein presents. It's fucking zombies, <laughs> you guys. Finally, I did it. I ran out of other ideas, even though this is like book one. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I love Arl Stein. First things first, zombies. You know, that's how it should be. Yeah, gotta give him credit for that. All right, Cortland, mm-hmm. that's it for Welcome to Dead House. That's a wrap. Okay. Are you excited to find out what's next? Yes, I haven't looked at a book cover in weeks. Possibly it will live up to the hype. Well, I have some bad news for you. Oh, I don't like where this is going, but tell me anyway. Next up, we have a little episode called Don't Wake Mummy. Don't wake And unfortunately, mummy. there's not really a cover for this one. What? Because Don't Wake Mummy is one story in a collection of short stories called Even More Tales to Give You Goosebumps, which uh, the cover is not representative of this story. Okay, well, I'm going to look at it anyway. Even More Tales sure. to Give You Goosebumps. So this isn't actually part of like the original Goosebumps series, then, is it? No. This is a short story, which may or may not have been written by Arl Stein because he did, like, let people ghostwrite these ones. Oh. Okay. Well, let's look at the cover. It's amazing, first and foremost. <laughs> it is a in, little tiny inflatable pool. Okay. Outside, of course, there's a skeleton in it with scuba diver, like, goggles and a snorkel on and he's got flip-flops. He's got a drink in his hand and a Goosebumps book in his other hand. And he, he doesn't look like he's happy reading it very much. He's got like a, a <laughs> Widow's Peak haircut that looks pretty incredible. There's a fucking bulldog on the side. That's a bulldog, right? For some reason, yeah. Okay. And it's got one foot in the pool and it's looking at the, you know, quote-unquote camera. It's got its tongue out. It looks, it's the lifeguard. He's got a little lifeguard <laughs> unitard on. <laughs> he's got sunglasses on. He did do a good job. That person's dead. <laughs> it looks fantastic. I love it. But uh, I am really concerned with this episode now that I know. Yeah. So based on that cover, what do you think this story's about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times? I don't know. I don't know. Brandon? Yeah. Why is this an episode? Why did they pick this? There's so many other Goosebumps books. I don't know. There's so many other Goosebumps books. How does that make any sense? Maybe they thought they could do this one cheap. I'm not sure. So what's it called? Don't Wake Mummy, right? So... Don't Wake Mummy. We're gonna get another Mummy episode? I guess? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is gonna be um, Vampire Breath again, where there's a mummy in their basement that they find, and then they wake it up, and then they gotta find the mummy breath. (laughs) I don't know. You called it. (laughs) It's really concerning. The the extra concerning part is that this book, this tiny book, has ten ten spooky stories in it. So how long was this story then? Was it like three pages long? How did they make a half uh, an was, hour episode about it? Was it was probably like a couple of pages. Uh, maybe it's like the Cat in the Hat movie. No, Brandon, that's the worst example you could have pulled. <laughs> it's Scarlet. the Cat in the Hat movie of Goosebumps episodes. <sighs> do you remember this episode? I know you love mummies. Uh, I do remember this episode. I know I can't see you, but can you give me a thumbs up or thumbs down? Something. Uh, my thumb is... Mostly sideways. Mm, boy. Okay. Well, you know what, Brandon? Um, we're going to have a guest next week. 
So that's like it like, it's a little bit exciting. So they'll have to suffer through it too. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna misery loves company. I guess <laughs> what the moral <laughs> of our story is. <laughs> no, that's fine. You know what? Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe it'll be incredible or at least like funny to watch or something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's not a bad episode. It's just so weird to me that they would pull one of this versus the like 50 other Goosebumps books they could have done. I don't get it. But that's fine. You know what? Who cares? More Goosebumps is better, right? Yes, definitely. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Okay. I'm I'm excited for next week where we won't wake mommy. Uh, I've never played Go go. Go Wake Daddy, so (laughs) this could be a hard one for me. Me either. I just remember the commercials, and I always wanted it, but I never played it. No, maybe this will be our time. Makes no sense, but whatever. Let's go. I'm done. (laughs) All right. I'll see you next week, Cortland. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Just some junk.